0: Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I'm passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Today, I wanted to do a quick chat now that we're quickly approaching the end of the year, and I wanted to share a few money reminders and tips for year end. Um, That way, it feels like you're ready to close off 2021 on a good note and have a good start for 2022 when it comes to your money. So, of course, it's been an interesting few years for all of us navigating the pandemic and. Um, I think just to start off, though, I want to say it's important to give yourself grace because I think in this time that's, of course, very unprecedented and, um, you know, everyone was impacted in different ways and and that very much could have overlapped with your money and finances um, when it came to how people's jobs were impacted um, and their income as a result and then savings rates and things like that. Um, So it's been a very interesting few years to say the least. And I think just to start off, I, I think we all need to give ourselves a pat on the back for dealing with all this and and you know getting through a lot of this unplanned scenarios that have maybe thrown some of your financial plans and and money goals for a bit of a loop but um again hopefully this is a good sort of tips and reminders for you so you feel like you're you know ready to go you're doing what you can as far as what you can control with your money so um let's talk about money tips for the year, end. Um, I'll give you a bit of a disclaimer just to start off. This is going to be more of a Canada-focused um, topic, and, and some of the, the tips are going to be very much Canadian-focused um, on types of accounts and things like that, just because I reside in Canada, and so I work with a lot of people in Canada as a result, so I wanted to get really specific um, for what some of these deadlines and things like that are, okay? So to start off, let's first talk about TFSAs. Tax-free savings accounts. So those are a you know very important piece of people's um, wealth-building goals in an account that most. Um, Canadians that are able to have these accounts generally are utilizing their tax-free savings accounts or um, so I wanted to talk about those. Um, A good reminder for year-end for tax-free savings accounts is just if you are planning on withdrawing from your tax-free savings account consider doing so prior to year-end because you any amounts you withdraw before the year end, you actually get that contribution room back as of the next year. So if you do it in January, let's say you've been considering it, there's something coming up that you need to pay for, um, and you've been considering taking money out of the TFSA to cover it, well, good idea might be to take it now that we're in December, nearing year end, rather than taking it in January. Because let's say for instance, you took out $10,000 this December from your tax-free savings account. Well, come January 1st, 2022, you get the additional 6,000 room that everyone's been um, given for 2022. And again, this is if you're 18 years or above. That's a little reminder as well for TFSAs. Um, So again, so Come January 1st, 2022, everyone gets that additional 6,000 room. Um, But because you took out 10,000 from yours in 2021, um, as of January 1st, 2022, you actually get that $10,000 room back. So your contribution room in that scenario. As of January 1st, 2022 would actually be $16,000. So again, this just gives you a little bit more flexibility in being able to replenish your TFSA account. Um, If you were to make the withdrawal in January, for instance, so let's say instead you held off, you pulled out that $10,000 in January, Well, you have to wait until the following calendar year before you get that room back. So again, December is just a nice sort of year end mark because you get that room back really quick. Come January, you already have the room given back to you to be able to replenish that if that's the plan. Um, So again, just for flexibility purposes, might be wanting to consider it now rather than later. Because like I said, if you do withdraw in January, for instance, you will not get that room back. So let's say you make the withdrawal withdrawal of $10,000 from your TFSA in January, you will not get that room back until January of 2023. So you have to wait the full year. So a lot less waiting if you're wanting to do it um, before year end. So again, just something to consider for your TFSA accounts for year end reminders and things like that. So now let's chat about um, another important account. RRSPs, so registered retirement savings plans, um, and making contributions to those. So the great thing about RRSPs is if you are planning on making a contribution to your RRSP, um, which you would want Which you'd like to claim on your 2021 tax um, you can actually do so by the end of this year but you also have the first 60 days of the following year so the first 60 days of 2022 as well so you do have flexibility and it's not as urgent to get this done by year end um, but you might want to start giving some thought about okay how much do i want to make sure i'm making for my rsp contribution Um, have a put aside that much savings. You know where is that money coming from if I do want to do it in the first 60 days. So again, you know those that start of a new year things move fast. So it's a good time to give some consideration at least to if you're making that contribution again, the deadline at the end of the year um is not as um it's not really the deadline deadline because you do have the first 60 days of 2022. So Not a year-end deadline on that, but one you might want to start giving to some consideration to, um, so you're not left scrambling at the very last day to make those contributions. Um, Okay, so another topic uh, that relates to investment accounts RESPs, so Registered Education Savings Plans. These accounts are a fabulous way to save for your children's post-secondary education. Your contributions put into an RESP account, they grow tax-sheltered while they're in the account, and the government matches your contributions at 20%, um, up to $500 per year, or they allow up to one year of catch-up. So that would mean technically up to a 1000 per year if you're catching up on a previous year that you have not received the grant for. So the year-end is an important time to consider for this if you are looking to max out your government grant contributions per child. That means that if you make a contribution of $2,500 in the year 2021. So before the end of the year, the government will match you at $500 they'll put in. So that's 20%. Um, Again, deadline being important because you can only catch up on one year of grant per year. So if you keep pushing this off, you start to lose that ability to catch up on years because each year you're only given the ability to go back and catch up on one year. Okay, so that's all I had to say, I think, for account specific. Now let's talk about tax loss selling. So this is only gonna be applicable on taxable accounts. So retirement savings accounts, tax-free accounts, this is not applicable for at all. So this, what I'm going to talk about now with tax loss selling or capital gains, again, it's only applicable on non-registered account, investment accounts. So we have a few different names they go by. So non-registered um investment account those are kind of the most common so that's what the this would be applicable for um and first off just a disclaimer i'm not here to give tax advice so you do want to check with your accountant when it comes to consulting on your tax position and if it makes sense for you to crystallize any losses or gains um just a scenario for an instance of how this would work is maybe for instance your income this year um is lower maybe it was impacted by the pandemic or something like this and um for this year your income is lower so you might want to see um you know being that it's lower this year and you think it's going to be higher in future years you might want to sell some of your positions in your account again in that non-registered account that have increased in value um, because those will trigger a capital gain so let's say you bought a stock at five dollars it went up to ten dollars over the time you've held it so once you go to sell it there's that five dollar gain on each share that you will have purchased of that stock. So you will be subject to tax and you're taxed at 50% of your capital gains. Um, So again, if you're in a year where your income's a little bit lower, you might say, hey, I better take those gains now um, because I do foresee my income getting higher in later years. Again, something you might want to consult with your accountant for. So this is not giving advice specifically because it is very dependent on each person and your tax bracket and things like that. Um, or another reason to consider is tax losses. So let's say you've already made some sales in your accounts um, throughout the year. So you've sold some stocks. Maybe you've had some positions that have gone up in value. Um, it's been a good couple years since um, the, the dip in the markets from the pandemic. Markets have come up quite a bit since then. So maybe you've made some sales in your non-registered account, and you've triggered some capital gains, um, or and and so you already have these gains for the year, and you go, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanna see if I can offset those at all um, to kind of bring down that tax implication. Well, you can look at your account and see if there's any positions that um, are at a loss position. So let's say you bought a stock at $20, and now it's trading at $15. Um, so you might wanna also consider selling it at a loss, and that way you can use your loss against any capital gains. Um, And the great thing about losses too is you can actually carry those forward um, to future years as well if you don't have a use for them this year. So might be something to consider to triggering some of those losses in your account if you want to just sell those positions, realize the losses. Um, The last day for tax loss selling stocks is December 29th because there's a two-day settlement from when you sell a stock. So that means they will settle prior to the year end. If you sell them after that date, they settle in January. So it technically is not in 2021. It would be for the 2022 tax year. So make sure you do this prior to that December 29th deadline. um, And that ensures that it can be used on your 2021 taxes. Um, And keep in mind as well, if you are looking to buy back any of the positions, so let's say maybe you sold Something at a loss to recognize the gain, but you still like that stock and you want to have it in your portfolio. Well, you have to wait at least thirty days before repurchasing it. Otherwise, you could um, it would be considered. Um, having done like a superficial loss they call it and essentially that original loss you took no longer applies because you bought the position right back and you bought it back within the 30 days. So do wait the 30 day time period before buying that exact position back. If it's a completely different stock this is not applicable. Again it's if you're buying the same position back you have to wait 30 days to make sure that you can still utilize that loss for tax purposes Um, And yeah, just keep in mind that December is the month where people like to do these tax losses and things like that for tax purposes, even institutional investors for um, things like mutual funds and pension funds and things like that. So um, it's kind of just something to keep in mind with the maybe volatility and what goes on in December. Again, you know, not saying for sure how that's going to impact the markets, but that could be one of the factors that are impacting markets in December. So just keep that in mind. Um, another diligent strategy for year-end is to check in with your financial goals. So I, I like using the year-end as just that, you know, that reminder, that point to just reflect, review. Um, and if you work, so if you're doing this independently, you know, maybe it's taking some time sitting down Reviewing your goals, checking to see you know if you're still on track. Has anything changed? Is there things you want to update as far as what you're looking to achieve? Maybe you've added some goals for the coming year, like a big trip that you've been wanting to do for a while and and putting off, and um, that you're optimistic that might be able to happen in the next year or so. Um, so things like that. Make sure you do take some time, reflect, review. Um, if you work with a financial professional, it's a great opportunity end of the year to just reach out and book a review for year-end or for early January to just discuss, again, your goals if anything's changed. Um, It's just, yeah, year-end is a nice sort of reminder or point to just be be looking in on these things again and reviewing and reflecting on where things are at and where you want to go. Um, What else? Year-end is also a great time to check in with other important documentation. So, Documentation such as your estate plan, so your will, your power of attorney, your personal directive, Um, documentation such as insurance policies, beneficiaries on your accounts. So if any life changes have occurred that require an update, so maybe birth of another child, um, someone passing away, a divorce. Um, any major life event or maybe it's just you haven't checked on these in a long time take that time to just check in make sure that they are reflective of your current plan and if not make sure you make those updates so if it's an estate plan you know maybe it is checking in with your lawyer to have that updated your will or power of return or your personal directive if something has changed um, it is really important to keep these documents current and with your you know, with whatever directives and and intentions you have. So make sure that you are checking in on those important documents. And again, this might just be the time to remind yourself of, okay, yes, I need to get that done. Um, another way to get organized, um, Year-end, if you have any downtime, so maybe over the holidays you have some time out of work and it's your only sort of downtime that you foresee in the next little bit, well, um, also a great time to get ready for tax season. So instead of rushing to get this all done at the bitter end before the filing deadline, um, which can be stressful and and chaotic and leave you scrambling for trying to find all these slips and things like that, well, maybe just start, you know, gathering your receipts right now for your tax taxes coming up. So for 2021, um, so gathering receipts, making a list of any items that um, you would be expecting for as far as like slips that you're going to be expecting um, to hand into your accountant if you work with a financial pro- or a accounting professional, or if you do it yourself, maybe making a list of, you know, what are the items that you're going to need and sort of then you can check them off as they come in early in the new year. So it's a great time to kind of be proactive on that. Um, why not? Again, if you have the time, if you have a little bit of downtime, great idea to to do that. Um, also, don't let those benefits go to waste. Um, the deadline for most workplace health benefits is usually the year end, so the December thirty first year end for most plans. Um, so you know those. The savings accounts and things like that that you can utilize on different services like massages and acupuncture, naturopath, um, you know, dental things like that maybe you know that now's the time hopefully maybe you have some time over the holidays or if you have some off days where you can schedule those appointments and you know with all the running around we do during the holidays perhaps a year-end massage is in order so make sure you get that done so you can fully utilize your benefits um What else? Also keep in mind deadline for charitable donations for 2020 tax year is of course December 31st 2021. There are so many wonderful causes out there um, and many that really rely on our support especially over the holiday season so consider giving to support some of your favorite causes and don't forget to get that charitable receipt because that's going to really help you out come tax time. Um And then I can't talk about year-end tax or planning, sorry, planning in general without addressing the dreaded B word. So yes, I am talking budgeting. (laughs) Um, December is probably the most important month, I would say, that we need to be giving time and consideration to budgeting and spending. Um, So if you're not a huge fan of tracking expenses throughout the year, I get it. I'm right there with you. I'm not a big fan, Um, but you know being diligent about tracking finances over the holidays is really going to help spare you from that shock of, you know, credit card bills come January. So, spend some time really deciding, you know, what is your budget? um, What is the budget that you want to be spending on your kids for presents and, you know, other people that you're getting gifts for, um, for events, things like that. Um, Again, the holidays, you know, we have to remember what what it's all about and it's about, just you know being around loved one loved ones and you know being just grateful for things like that for for time with the people we love and so you know the the pressure of of shopping and buying and, and getting things is is strong like it's everywhere it's all around us it's online shopping and and ads we get and um things like that and And of course, if we go to the malls and things like that, but yeah, take some time and do your budgeting first and, and, you know, put some thought into how much you actually want to spend in those different categories. And that way you're in control, right? You're, it's not like your money's just sort of going right out the door and, and there's nothing left after December. Um, but you're, you're being diligent about saying, Hey, this is what's feasible for me in my budget and, or my, you know, with income and things like that right now. And, and so that's what you're sticking to. So it's it's a great time of, of any month. December is probably the most important to really spend some time and get diligent on what your intentions are about spending and cash flow. Um, so that's it. Hopefully those were helpful reminders for you. And my goal was not to overwhelm. So hopefully I have not overwhelmed. But have you feeling ready um, to end your 2021 on a good note with your finances and Be ready so you're off, you know, for a great start for 2022 as well. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I will catch you on next week's episode. All right. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode and because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.